my energy's back up and I don't have a fever anymore. So I guess that qualifies as better. Sure. All right. I am still on a Gatorade and water diet. I tried eating saltines soaked in broth tonight and got immediate indigestion. Oof. Jesus, man. Yeah, I'm probably going to call tomorrow and be like, so what's up with this? Yeah, this after that many days. Yeah, definitely, right. dude. It's going to be malnutrition season if you wait too much longer, so. Yeah. Can't do that. I got kids. Especially, I mean, that's like terrifying now. Even, I mean, he didn't have kids, but like reading that stuff about in control and then you're like, uh, he's like six months older than me. Yeah, man. That's, that's crazy. Rough. Yeah. For a guy that tried as long as hard as he did and then made a living and then he's been out there for so long that it feels like a... I don't know. Yeah, it sucks, I would, have ex- I would have just expected him to always be out there. It's weird. Sure, I mean, he was our age, you know. Yeah. I guess it's like... um. Total Biscuit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just like, wait, what? Total Biscuit was definitely like more public about being sick and stuff. In control, it seemed like was just like, and he's gone. It's like, what? Yeah, well, I don't think it was like he was sick. Well, I mean, they announced he had an, he died of a sudden illness is what, right, yeah. what, but like, what the announcement was. He I mean, had who been knows? streaming two days before that. So I'm guessing yeah. sudden illness is like, Oh, right. No, oh, no, no. Cancer no. for six months or eight months. No, no, no. That's no, not no, what I'm no. saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like saying a, that it's like... Not, I'm using all the I mean, wrong... sudden. I'm, it's sudden. I am ill. I'm very ill. <laughs> and I'm using all the wrong words right now. We understand, Andrew. Uh, I just... I, I'm not, like, personally affected, but I feel personally affected, and it's weird. I guess I'm more personally affected that I feel personally affected. Because, I mean, I chatted with the guy multiple times on yeah. Liquid. Like, we were in the yeah. same threads talking back and forth. Like I said, he's the same age. He did the thing we, that you wanted to do where you're like, Mom, Dad, can I play StarCraft? They're like, no, get a job. <laughs> right. Anyway. All right. We ready to start a podcast? Yeah, buddy. I think so. Okay. Uh, I'm going to hand the reins over to one of you two and you just count to five and one of you pick and go. One, two, I count three. in your head so I have silence to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Outtakes. Welcome in, everyone, to episode 165 of We Were Gamers, where we remember the number off the bat. Hey, it's a good start already. I'm JJ. Counting, not me counting. (laughs) That's Andy. Oh yeah, that was. I'm sorry to step on that. That was JJ. No, no, it was good, and and that's Michael. Hey, everyone. And I think we're just going to dispense with everything else and talk about Comic Con today. Yes, as I guess you can tell, we're not at Comic Con. <laughs> no, uh, 
I don't even know how to talk about this. <laughs> we were unable to record at Comic-Con because my That's... body rejected being in San Diego. <laughs> Violently. <laughs> Out of a place it shouldn't have gone. I have been to this con for over 15 years. An amount that is somewhere in the vicinity of 15 or more. Easily more. I don't think I've ever been sick once. Not even with con crud. I so think all of us have probably posthumously gotten like a sniffle or something. But okay. nothing like this. No. Anyway, to preface our con discussion, I got to go Thursday. A little bit of Wednesday. And I uh, was laid up the rest of the time. And I'm still a little bit laid up, so... Uh, we're going to hear some con experiences from Michael and JJ. <laughs> well, uh, we wish you a speedy recovery. Andrew. Yeah. I'm just sorry. We couldn't record in the super loud con floor. Although I'm very or glad that on they Thursday, always turn in our best audio quality I deprive people so of the, the windy conditions outside on the terrace or yeah, either wind or <laughs> super loud. We should have just recorded while we were playing ultimate Alliance. On Thursday, before I got yeah, there. Maybe that, that was maybe those good. controllers were infected. Could maybe. be. You just picked up the wrong one. I got the wrong one. All right. So yeah, let's uh, let's start there. That was a lot of fun playing uh, some of the new Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Yeah, man, I well, had a really fun time with that game. It looks like Ultimate Alliance two. <laughs> it does, which is exactly what you want from it, right? Um, or. More or less. It was a little crunchy looking to me, no? I mean, Mm. it's a Switch. Sure. So I I think it looked like what I expected it to look like, and it played like what I expected it to play like, which means great. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm in. Let's go. Okay. Mm -hmm. No complaint. Um, Just, uh, I thought it would be more artistic in its quality, given its, um, its home on the Switch is exclusive for now, at least. And so I thought... Oh, cool. They'll do something like not Okami looking, but at least you know how they knew Okami was going to start out on a Wii. So they made it artistically styled to hide the fact that, you know, the graphics weren't great. Right. So given I, that this was I starting ho- there. I hope that a lot of that is going to show up once they start getting into the systems and unlocking bonus costumes and stuff that you'll get some cool stuff that way is my hope for that game. But we will see. We had a fun time mashing some buttons and watching stuff die, I think. Yeah. Um, I think the, like, probably the coolest experience that I had at Con this year, I think, was I actually went with Michael to a taping of the Conan show. So jealous. And that was something I've never done before and was super rad. Yeah, they they put on a great show. Uh, and it's really cool to see just how well oiled the machinery is of putting the show together um, that you you don't see when you just watch the polished result on on late night. Well, considering it's uh, off site from their studio too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can definitely tell. Like the hype guy that comes out beforehand and gets everyone excited has this is his like eight thousandth show, and he's like. Here's the numbers. We're going to do this and then this and then this and then this. Okay, ready? Let's go. And then here's one and two and three. And then the band's going to come out and they're going to play a song and you're all going to go crazy. And then Conan's going to come out and you're all going to go double crazy. And, you know, it's just like it's by the numbers and yet all of it feels really good, you know? 
Yep. It was cool too because they've uh, they have cut back Conan's format from an hour to a half an hour, and as part of that, they had uh, they had gotten rid of the band, and so this was the first time that the band was back together since last year at Comic Con. Are these shows an hour then? I believe they were the Comic Con yes. ones were. Yeah, these were an hour. Okay. Um, we saw the cast of It Chapter Two, which is a movie I didn't see Chapter One of, but I enjoyed the interview nonetheless. Um, and a, I think a great time was had by everyone. I don't know what else uh, to say about it other than if people saw it on TV, it was it was fun being there. If you didn't see it on TV, definitely go watch the cold open because that video was hilarious. Yeah, the cold open was maybe the funniest thing they did that entire oh, night. We got to describe it a little bit, which was the cold open was a version of the Into the Spider Verse. Yes, it right. was done into in the, that same into animated the style. Verse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Conan even made a joke partway through the show. It was like, you guys are clapping way more, way louder at this joke I just told than the $200,000 intro that we spent in the beginning here. <laughs> he's like, come on. It was very funny. I don't know if that was on the broadcast or not. Oh. Uh, but yeah, that was probably the like most unique thing uh, I got up to. What about you, Michael? Um, well, besides that, let's see. Um, I think one of the highlights for me, um, was the design your own comic at the Lego booth. hundred percent agree with this, which I think was a, one of the best interactive experience that I have seen from, from a large booth anyway. Hands um, down the best experience at the Lego booth in a decade. Oh yeah, totally. That's one. That's one I've ever had in in the five years that I've gone now. There have been some um, great interactive experiences uh, every couple years at certain booths. There used to be, you know, very very in depth ones like Walking Dead used to have a whole village inside there. You know, like mm-hmm. very elaborate booths. But this wasn't elaborate at all, and it moved fast. But like Lego has always been kind of, we're here, we're showing cool stuff, but look, don't touch. Yeah. Yeah, it, this was easily the thing you could get your hands on the easiest because that line moved fast. I don't know how they made those printers print that fast. I guess, Michael, why don't you describe what this is actually since yeah. we're talking around it. <laughs> so they had about a dozen small tablets set up around a, uh, a a big printer, basically, and you would digitally design a minifig of whatever you wanted it to be. It could be yourself. It could be someone else. Um, and then you would answer a few survey questions and you would pick a theme, either Star Wars or Batman or Spider-Man. And then it would take all of your answers and your character and dump it into a printed comic book uh, based on the theme you chose. And like you see the character you just created named what you named it in the comic, in the pages and the story like is it's kind of clear the story is what it is. And they're just kind of throwing your character in in between. It's a little little Mad Libs. Yeah, but it's still really cool. Like your character is on the cover of the comic book next to Lego Batman or whatever. Like that's awesome. It's a somewhat newly common ish trope. 
in kids books, a lot of gift books that you can do order online and put the kid's name and like pick what they look like, you know? Um, and as someone with kids, this was a, a godsend, like, well, we know what we're going to do for a little while, <laughs> you know, like gotta, gotta get one of these for the kiddos. And then you, they had build a minifigure bins that had not all, but most of the same parts that you were able to pick from on the iPad. So you also could physically build. Also a chance build. I picked up the plague here. Yep, yeah. from people yeah, pawing true. through bins of bins Lego parts. and bins and bins of Lego parts with a thousand people an hour going through them. Oh, yeah. Um, so one thing about those bins that we didn't learn until the Saturday, late on Saturday, they had three um torsos lego minifig torsos that were unique to the con you can't get them anywhere else what um but they they say um Bam. they have like the comic that, book yeah, yeah batman oh, yeah there was there were three of them a red a blue and a green yeah i saw all three. Oh wow yeah i definitely saw those whoops didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, but it was it's, that like that's a nice touch. I appreciate things like that. Yeah, it would have been nice to know in advance, so I could have, you know, kept one on my character and been like, mm-hmm. "Cool, I got the Comic Con one, right?" You know, like I, yeah. I think my character had the red one, the the jacket, right? Or wait, are we talking about a different one? There are a couple of different red ones. The the ones in the unique ones to the con, I think, were, they were mostly like, white. Picture Sheldon. I know we none of us watched this show, but like you, uh-huh. everyone knows what that dude looks like with his Bam and Pow shirts or whatever. Oh, okay, that type of thing with a with a um like a dress shirt slung over it, open buttoned, so you could still see the okay. t shirt. That's what they looked like. Yep, got it. Then I don't think I did get one of those. Just kidding. Well. I don't mean to end that on a down note because oh, no, that was just, legitimately just, the coolest thing. I think the coolest like free experience at the con for it's sure. It's not a down note. It's just one of those like, Oh, if I'd known those were the comic con ones, like I wouldn't have grabbed the non comic con one, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, well, yep. yeah. I still got one with uh, a wolf on it. Yeah, dude, there was a lot of cool choices in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I tried yeah, to make my the, dude look like Indiana Jones. I didn't really it, succeed. But. It was a great, a great experience, whether you got the Comic-Con shirts or not. But, um, you know, the shoving and the pushing. Uh, I told this funny story about I started on one end of the bins and moved to the other uh, without moving. <laughs> yep. <Just laughs> funneled along by the crowd. Just got shoved uh, along by the crowd, yeah. But it, in general, to, that to was the story like of that. that. Yeah, like... Um, it was a new thing for them to have tried, and I think easily a success, and they should do it again. Yeah, to- for sure. Totally. Um, other than that, I really only had like one other cool thing that I mean, I did a lot of fun things, but only one other that I really wanted to like bring up on this pod. Um, I saw the panel with uh, George Takei about his new memoir slash graphic novel called "They Called Us Enemy," uh, which was on sale at the con and. W- Thus far, uh, I've only read like the first couple pages, but it's really great. Is that a uh, and that panel was fun? Camp book. Yeah, it's about his experiences as a child at the Japanese American internment camps. 
Uh, so it seems like it's really good and it's getting great reviews and stuff out there. So uh, if people want to find out about that and uh, listen to some of what George Takei has to say, uh, you know, you can follow him on Twitter. He's happy to tell you about his uh, what he thinks about everything, um, which I think this book follows uh, those leanings pretty strongly. And it's a pretty great book from all experiences. So That's really cool. Any standout panels or anything else that you went to, Michael? Um, what did we see that was good? Um, just sort of a, a satisfying to my inner child. We went to the 50th anniversary birthday bash panel for Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they had um, several of the um, producers and, and animators, plus the uh, two women who currently do the voices of Daphne and Velma on the panel. Um, nice. So it was, it was really cool. It was just a lot of fun. Um, and then um, for the, the engineer in me, I got to go to the 50th anniversary Apollo panel. Apollo 11. I'm so mad I heard at you. That one was super hard to get into. I yeah. To to I so had bad. to sit. I sat through a panel and a half before it just I so wanted, I could be assured wow. of being in the room. I wanted to go to that so bad. Yeah, it was like my man. number two panel of the whole weekend that I wanted to go to. But yeah, it was I really cool to, to see the, they had one of the original engineers who had worked on the heat shield, the ablative heat shield for the reentry capsule. And he was just, he spent a lot of the, the panel time just talking about his experiences. Cool. Um, and he also had, um, I guess he had been there through the entire tenure of the uh, space shuttle program. So he had on display up at the front of the room, all 135 mission patches. Awesome. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. That yeah, was pretty man. incredible. Yeah. We need to get cooler jobs. <laughs> <laughs> eh. I, you know, I, I see those patches and then I think like, man, how much overtime did he do? <laughs> it's not overtime at that point, JJ. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, it's just time. <laughs> what if you, what if you pay people? I don't know. Uh, all right. There I, was, I have to, despite just, what, hold on. I got to shout out two things real quick. First shout out is to a man that people won't think needs it, but he does need it. Uh, Robert Kirkman, I know you listen to our show. Definitely. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I feel bad for that man. We went to his panel on Thursday and he feels epically bad, I think, about having ended the Walking Dead comic book. Spoilers for anybody that didn't know. The Walking Dead comic book is over. Um, I feel like he's been advertising that that was coming soon for a long time. It, in fact, no. it was a secret, JJ. Okay. Uh, I've misinformed. People only found out it was ending when uh, the distributors were not able to order more, which was about two weeks before the last issue shipped. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. So they kept that a secret. And I guess he had had the ending for about 100 uh, issues, but it, they had been working towards it. And uh, during his panel, he just was, af I think, not physically afraid, but just mentally afraid of people not enjoying what he had created at the end because he had ended it. Right. Like, 
but from everything I've heard, it was the story and that needed to end that way. And, and it, if, I don't think creators should be afraid to tell their stories. And when even they're the walking dead and you have an empire built on its back, you have to, can't be afraid. Otherwise you end up with lost, you know? I think that's a good analogy there. Yep. Um, and the second shout out is to you two and everybody else this weekend that uh, helped me arrange to get a few things exclusive exclusivity wise while I was laid up at the con. I was uh, desperate for one of those Lego barbs and uh, could not move at that point in time. So I just want to throw a shout out to a large crew of people and say thank you for that. Moving on. <laughs> well, well, luckily, uh, despite our experiences, which, I mean, I don't think I had a bad con overall. I think I had a, like, pretty neutral to good con in general. I would say I can't judge the con this year. So I had a, I had a bad weekend, but for the two days I was there, it was nice. The con, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> there sure seems to have been a decent amount of news that came out of it. Uh, at least in the news of the lane that this podcast is interested in. Y'all, they showed a trailer for Picard. Did you watch it? I, Andrew, did I watch it? Come on now. I mean, you're I the one it. that's afraid of the show. <laughs> I I was, I had trepidations and I had fears. <laughs> and ah, I just had, like our, just like our erstwhile captain. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> And the trailer was good. Now I have different fears. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the show to be good, you guys. And the trailer was very good. And it looks like I don't have to worry about the dog at least being annoying. So <laughs> now I have to place my fears on something else. Um, but I'm excited to see all the stuff that's in there. Did you guys also watch the trailer? Yeah, a couple times. In I have actually breaks. I have not gotten to to watch yet. I'm going to do it as soon as we're done recording. Oh my gosh! Should okay. we just pause so he can watch it? <laughs> That's a serious question. I don't we know. We can do that if we want to take two minutes. I want to open the window to my room again. <laughs> I have a low setting on my fan, and it works perfectly well for the podcast. You can't even hear it. We've been getting flyovers a lot in the last week, so if I do that, I know it's just going to be a jet right in the middle as soon as I open it. Yeah. Every picture Katie took of sunset while we were down there, because we could see sunset yes. from our Airbnb, had helicopters in it. Okay, that was awesome. Yes, see? that trailer <laughs> was awesome. Now. <laughs> so, uh... Seven of Nine is back. That's yeah. a very cool pull. Yeah. Completely kept under wraps, by the way. Like, from yeah, even that's the... the most insider of insiders. Yeah. Uh, I was super surprised by that. Also, apparently, Frakes is back and direct. And um, Council uh, Mariana Sirtis is also back. So, Troy, Spiner as Data, obviously, because you see him in the trailer. Um, and... Uh, the man, uh, Al Alcoa, I think his name is, that plays Hugh, one of the original uh, freed Borg that Picard lets go. Right, from one of the Next Generation episodes, yep. Mm -hmm. 
And man, so it is a who's who of fun people to have. It, now, it's not clear, like, are all of these people going to be recurring roles or whatever? I, would, I think they kind of made it clear that, like, Riker and Troy maybe were not going to be constantly on the show. Um, but it is cool not. that they're coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw, uh, who was it, Allison Pill in there? Allison Pill. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. She's, she's the, yes. the tiny little blonde. She's the yes. tiny blonde. That's true. I hate to describe her that way, but she is the, it's the easiest way to pick her out. She's, she's petite and blonde and the only one who fits that description in the trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jerry Ryan, not petite, but is blonde. <laughs> What's yes. her name from SVU is in it, too? Oh yeah, um, with the the curly light brown hair. Yeah, she's she's big from that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really know many of the other people that are recurring that I saw, like the that seem to be like part of his crew the, per se. The Vulcan guy, yeah. I didn't recognize. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I am happy with that trailer. I hope that the show lives up to the promise now of this trailer. Yes. <laughs> um, I hope that this is a designed limited series based on that trailer. Yes. So I hope like, that this is not an open-ended, we want to do 50 seasons situation. I'm okay, yeah, I'm okay if it's two seasons, three seasons, or whatever. Um, I know that it's a seasoned show based on its purchase. However, I just think that based on this storyline dragging this out okay we got i guess we got to go through the trailer it appears yeah. that picard does not like making wine right which is too bad um well actually we know why he doesn't like it because his wine is in la bar <laughs> how could he get a grand crew class vintage and this whole thing we do on this ramp before set phasers um, to burgundy jj oh my god please um can you buy that wine? I want to. I would of. love to buy. I don't care what's in it. It could be empty. Just give me the label. Honestly, Yeah, it's very cool. Um, um, it's a great yeah. label, although it's a great label because it says Grand Cru from Labar on it. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so the yeah, it opens in the vineyard, right? He's There's flyover, and he's kind of like, I tried to come back, you know, and then it's clear that he couldn't, and this woman comes to him for help, uh, who... Uh, shoot, which one is she? The curly haired, dark the, hair. The dark hair, curly haired one. Right. Not the blonde one. <laughs> Portrayed yeah. by somebody. No research. Uh, and, you know, then Picard cuts away. He's obviously talking, you know, he's back in Starfleet and talking with an admiral about ominous things. Smash cut to uh, him back out. You know, there people being like, "What are you after, Jean Luc?" Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. What are you doing uh, and, in space yep. again, buddy? And he's building a young crew around him. I didn't think yeah. that um, Patrick Stewart looked much older than he did when he was Picard, but he definitely looks older than he was Picard. I noticed when he was sitting in one of the chairs on that little shuttle or bridge or whatever, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man. Okay. Like, I believe it. You know, like, I be- I believe it's old man time. Yeah, for, he's been out of the, the game story, for a while. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he looked like a dad in Next Generation. He looks like a grandpa now. Right? Yeah, I guess he looked like an older dad, maybe. 
And now he definitely is like grandpa. Status. Like adult. And anyway, now he is definitely like well past adult into like, yeah. I'm old now. Well, when he points to say engage, it just doesn't have the the fiery fist it had before. It's kind of like a, you know, it's a little yeah. shell of itself. Uh, not in a bad way. Just saying like, wow. There's just like a, a bit of a weariness to it. Yeah. And, it, I, and I hope it's casting in terms of like his his time, you know, like he's, he's understood what Picard has become. And that's, that's what he's chosen as uh, Picard's affectations of the future. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I have a thing to throw out there here, 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 there, everywhere. Is this going to be a Borg show? Is that certainly that little girl going to be a baby Borg? They seem to be pointing it that way, right? They kind of like reference, they say she's the destroyer, she's whatever that special, means. she's in danger, she could destroy everything. Yeah. She's so, a baby Borg. Or something. Okay. So, you know, who knows? Um, I Again, I just want the show to be good, so please let it be that. <laughs> <laughs> the panel clips that I saw, I this was the number one panel I wanted to go to that... Uh, People were very willing to help me try to get into, but um, I couldn't make it out. Anyway, this was the number one I wanted to see. And the panel clips of, uh, of well, Discovery was in this panel too, and they, they had a good time. Uh, Lower Decks, by the way, comedy show with yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Animated comedy <laughs> okay. show, yeah. Yeah, post-Nemesis, some... Officers on the lower decks of a nameless Starfleet vessel. I believe they did put a name to it, but it was like something extremely nondescript. Just like, whatever, it's some vessel, don't worry about it, oh, okay. basically. Um, uh, and, it, and I guess the all the like major bridge characters are the side characters, but they feel like the show is about them. And all the like ensigns and people that never get any screen time are the actual main characters. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it looks actually pretty good. Yeah. I was a little worried when they're like animated. Oh no. Yeah, you conjured images of the Star Trek animated show. <laughs> I love Star Trek, but that animated show is hot garbage. Yeah, it's not good. Um, um so I think there was a lot of great Star Trek news coming out of yeah. this. And and watching him talk about uh him being Patrick Stewart again why he came back after rebutting so many people trying to reboot him into a series. Um, gives me a lot of hope. It sounds like he's the part of the writing process from the beginning. Yeah. I believe the whole panel is up on YouTube now, I think. Cool. So if people want to check it out, that's available. I know what we're going to talk about next. Um, Mm -hmm. just go, I want to say before we start that I love that on this podcast with you two, together in one space we chose to talk about star trek before this other thing we got to stay on brand here okay we have a star trek brand to protect (laughs) we don't uh we don't have another side platform for what i'm gonna guess is marvel i feel like we just get so much wrong on marvel and then get yelled at that (laughs) you know what just like Robert Kirkman, we can't be mad at the people on the internet. We just got to let them be them and us be us. We have to do our art. And our art is going to be 
no us research. talking about a lot of stuff that happened at the Marvel panel with no research. So they announced a bunch of stuff. Their phase four, I guess they're calling it. Uh, yes. A surprising amount of announcements were related to TV shows that I already knew about, which I was kind of surprised by. Yeah. I guess I sort of thought it was going to be all movies, um, which silly me, I guess, for expecting that when they have giant, <laughs> big TV shows coming out. Well, Disney yeah. Plus service well, launching that they need to remind people about. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Hey, we're going to be here in a big way. So uh, it sounds like, gosh, I don't even know where to start with this thing. Uh, the Black Widow movie uh, is still going to be a prequel and Scarlett Johansson is in it. And that's that. David Harbour's in it. Yes, that was the other thing. I didn't catch that. But uh, let's see. Who else remembers some of this stuff? There were so many announcements here. Uh, let's see. There was... I have um, a weird... Oh. oh. Okay. No, go. I just go noticed something name. weird, and I didn't watch the panel, so maybe you guys can clarify it. I also Guardian, didn't. Guardians was not listed, even though they're already working It was on not. It. Uh, so I read about that this morning because I was interested in why it wasn't there. And it turns out that they didn't put it in the lineup because James Gunn, who is now been brought back for it, is finishing up Suicide Squad first before he turns his attention back to Guardians. Oh, so we may not see Thor and the Guardians until 2022 or 23. Yeah. Yeah, well, 2022 was the speculation that I saw. You'll wow. probably see Thor because they talked about it. Uh, yeah, Thor kinda. 4 is on this list. Yes. Kinda. I don't like uh, the hate about this. Is there hate? I don't know. It seemed like a good idea. Seems like they a great idea. I think there's a they lot are of doing the. They're doing the thing that uh, happened in the comic books like four years ago or five or something and uh -huh. is not. I don't think was even that controversial at the nope. time. Well, probably was, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think there was some backlash against it. There in, was in look here was the, ex the full extent of the drama. But Thor's a man's name. No, Thor is the name of the person that wields the hammer. No, uh, Thor's always been a man. Well, this is it, the way it is, bro. The the, the hammer says. He whosoever calls the power of Mjolnir shall be Thor or whatever, something like that, right? Uh -huh. So anyway, uh, Jane Foster picked up the hammer in the comic books and will be apparently doing so in the MCU at some point. Uh, Natalie Portman even being the one to play it, which I think was pretty shocking based on what I had heard about her involvement in the past. What do you mean? Her? Yeah. Oh, it seemed like she didn't. She refused actively to be in Thor 2. And even reshoot scenes in Endgame, they had to like work around her not wanting to be in it. Hmm. Or at least that was the stories I heard. Who knows? Weird. Uh, but she was at that panel, apparently, and held a Mjolnir. So that Yay. seems to be happening. All right. I think it's good. I don't know. Sure. Um, Black Panther 2 is still coming out, which I think is probably really good, because I liked Black Panther 1 a whole lot. Yeah, also not on the Phase 4 list. Yeah. Kind of shocked. Uh, they are doing Shang-Chi, which someone else is going to have to talk about because I don't know who that is. Okay, next. Yeah. Is, is, Ken, is Ken busy right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I'm right. Uh, that's that's going to be uh, 
our opinion on Shang Chi there. Yep. Uh, uh, the next Doctor Strange is coming up. Who? Yes. I'm, hold on. I'm. I'm. Who is Shang Chi? You're okay. live right now. <laughs> <laughs> Send me an audio message so I can play it on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, they announced um, that WandaVision, that TV show, is going to be a prequel to uh, Strange 2, and that kind of, it will sort of be a backstory-ish kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then lead into Strange 2. Maybe not in a way that you need to see the show in order to see the movie, but oh, really that might inform not. your opinions. Okay. Uh, although they didn't explicitly say that, but you know, I know we've discussed on this podcast before the idea of the shows carrying over into the TV, into the uh, into the movies, and seems like they're still kind of waffling there. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit waffly for sure. Uh, I think people are going to be very excited if they know the Eternals, but probably yeah. if they love the Eternals, disappointed, and if they don't love the Eternals, disappointed. I'm guessing this might the Eternals has. A high potential to be a major flop. Yeah, so that's even a property I am like, like very sketchy on. I don't know that I've I've seen a comic book with that name. I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they are a cosmic team, kinda. I think. Kinda, not really. I mean, they're on Earth. Okay, so then I have no clue what they're even. <laughs> they're uh. They're species, kind of like a subspecies, not mutant or whatever. Um, okay. There's subspecies of, of human that, um, not, I guess we are the subspecies, right? They're like, I don't want to get it all the way wrong, but it's basically like if, um, like the Greek gods were humans, right? And they created people in their image andrew, kind of but they did andrew you you missed the obvious thing here it's highlander you just said it was highlander okay it's highlander <laughs> but like less blasphemous because they had to put it in marvel comics during the comics code got it okay yeah um i mean okay they, they were called the new gods i think at one point okay i've heard that new gods name before also uh or no wait new gods is New Gods is DC. Wait, <laughs> I'm getting confused. Anyway, I'm pretty sure they're basically Greek gods. And Greek, they're saying that Greek gods are humans and they're eternal because they're immortal. Anyway. Okay. Um, again, uh, I they, have they suffer from the Superman complex, right? That. Of what can hurt them. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I don't like comics like that uh-huh. <laughs> now imagine it's literally a race the problem them. literally the problem with superman uh and they did say that mutants will be coming to the mcu and fantastic four and yep. even the maybe fifth times the charm because <laughs> there have been a lot of kind of bad fantastic four movies over the years so and four has to lead to something and them confirming fantastic four do you think it's that, that's how that's, it, it wraps up. They wrap it up with Fantastic Four, and that's why it'll be good because it'll be leading into one of the big bad movies. 
with like do we get dr doom no it's gonna be like I mean, dr yes, doom get dr. versus doom. mcu or whatever no, 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 at the no, end no. it'll be like dr doom and then dr doom calls on annihilus or galactus or galactus or somebody like that yeah galactus and the silver surfer could also be connected because of fantastic four that would make sense yeah, Four is pretty deep with the Silver Surfer, right? Like, and Nihilus would be anyway. hard without introducing other characters from space. And if they don't know when Guardians is coming, probably can't do a Nihilus yet. So, Galactus maybe we it just is. planned Phase Five for them, right? Yep, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, I'm tentatively excited about this stuff. It's just I don't have like these slate here. Uh, other than Black Widow uh, and Doctor Strange too, I kind of don't know really much about any of this stuff. I like seeing that Disney Plus is going to get a bunch of stuff, and hopefully it is not. I don't think the stuff that's on ABC or Fox or whatever, you know, like all that stuff that's out there now that's TV is of bad quality. It's certainly of high quality, but it is, it's um, a little bit, a lot of it's empty. We've talked about a lot of what we think of the TV shows, et cetera, but a lot of it feels hollow, like it's, um, it's filler, you know, like mm-hmm. when you read. Spider-Man, you get a 12-issue arc that's really popping, and then you get, like, three issues of, like, then that artist and writer took a break for three issues because it was (laughs) a lot of hard work, and these three guests came in and did issues, and Peter Parker got a sandwich and a hang upside down to eat, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah. That's what the TV has started to feel like, is like, okay, well, like, clearly none of this matters and doesn't connect as... Ken found out to his deep chagrin about Coulson not coming back to the movie for Iron Man's funeral. And um, I wonder if the Disney plus stuff will feel more meaty. And maybe, maybe. if they do it as limited series, it yeah. will have the ability to feel that way. Right. I love actors having jobs, but limited series seem to be the way to make things like this good. Oh, yeah. uh, they they mentioned. Sorry, we didn't talk about Loki. Loki is going to be in there, and it's basically picking up from when he disappeared with the Tesseract. Um, so you know, there's at least some amount of movie that is going to follow into that, right? Yeah, I think the the most unexpected announcement to me was that they're uh, redoing Blade yeah, with Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was saving that to the end because they. Uh also said um that that is a phase five movie oh which okay which sucks because that got me very excited i like i think blade one with wesley snipes is a really good movie despite being terrible i don't think it's terrible (laughs) uh the special effects do not hold up let me say well i haven't watched it like for that reason they yeah don't sully your memory unless you just want to watch some bad movies which i am sometimes want to do it's going to be a different blade yes it will be a different one which is good because i think that story can be good and awesome so i hope uh whenever that comes out and mershara ali is like a really cool actor and it was a pretty inspired choice i thought i think that if you had to name your number one person to like change blade away from Wesley Snipes blade. I don't know what else right. would be at the top of your list. Like, yeah, it, it's like him or the guy they had already cast as Killmonger. <laughs> so, <laughs> too late. <laughs> oh, you're talking about, um, um, 
uh, Eric, Eric B. Jordan. Yeah. Jordan? Michael, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Thank yeah. you. Yes. I don't think Michael and B. Jordan would I think, play. I'm I don't sure. think he's he's got. I mean, he might have the chops to play it, but he just doesn't. He doesn't have the same stoicism that I think Mahershala Ali could could pull off. Yeah. And like. If you wanted to do like Idris Elba, you could, but I think no. Idris Elba maybe is too popular now. Also, Idris Elba is yoked dude. older and yeah. older. Older is fine, but like he's too big to be played. <laughs> it's because he had to bulk up for Fast and Furious, so well, he's you know. too big to be played. You know, Agreed. Blade, Blade's a he's agile. He's an agile vampire fighter. I don't know. Anyway, that was a cool, like, almost one more thing type thing that uh, they threw in there. So, yeah. That, I think, rounds out the biggest news. Does anyone else have anything else that came out that you want to talk about? We landed on the moon 50 years ago. Yeah. I'm super jelly of people that got to see those panels, man. That was, I guess that's not news. Well, I mean, it's news to some people. <laughs> it shouldn't it be wasn't. though. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a great panel. Overall, uh, Michael, did you enjoy your con experience? Pretty good. I did. It uh, it swung back a little bit more this year to what my con experiences had been in some of the earlier years that I had gone. Only because um, the Lego exclusives are always really high on my list. And they Lego pulled the minifigs out of the exclusive lottery this year and went back to doing them as a um, a raffle, essentially. Which is what? Yeah, there were a lot more or or better now that you've experienced both recently. um, I still like it better. Uh, wow. You know, even even for all of the the early mornings and the the crazy lines, um, I I still like it better just because your odds are better. Michael is the one who is dedicated enough to get up at five a.m. to go get in that line. But the, that's not even you and the, I are not. But that's not even the whole truth of it. How long are people waiting there before you get there at five thirty? Yeah, but if you get there at five thirty, you're gonna get a chance to hit the button. Whereas the exclusive lottery, you may just never get the chance. That's true. So I agree with Michael about the uh, the Lego exclusives. They were kind of crazy <laughs> this year, which I guess they are every year. Um, I was kind of bummed that they changed the starting time on them because that meant I was never going to be able to get there early enough to get in that line at uh, early enough time. But I mean, that's my own fault for wanting to sleep instead of valuing a Lego minifigure. (laughs) It's a responsible choice. (laughs) Uh, You know, got to do what you got to do. This is, we were gamers, not we are dedicated gamers. We are, we are dedicated. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's part of the category. I think it counts. It's we were gamers. And Michael, uh, Michael pulled out all the stops this weekend to, Put his old age behind him and and do what needed to be done. Power, power on through. Bravo to you and your cadre of people who helped everyone out this weekend. Meanwhile, so. I I did my best to be the people from Willy Wonka and laid in bed all weekend. 
I like an old person. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I think if people want to get at us, Michael, where could they do that? Uh, People can email us. We have email address, one of those newfangled things, um, which is podcast at we were gamers. They can dot com. Thank you. Um, They can find us on Twitter on Instagram and on Facebook. We are on all of those platforms. All that we were gamers and uh, they should go out and listen to us on YouTube. Is the dot com over? I mean, people don't go to websites. Yeah. People don't go to websites because of apps. That's yeah. So we don't have to say, well, I mean, we do have, you could go to weweregamers.com and listen to this podcast. And you yeah. should. Yeah, you should. But you uh, could also listen to it through apps on your phone. So we need you should an do that app too. so that they can, do people, are people going to forget how to email? No. Okay. Because there's an app for it. Uh, okay. <laughs>